Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! News, motherfucker. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We're here to bring you the weekly news roundup. That's right. It's Troy, joined as always by Jay. Are you all right, mate? I'm okay, mate. Good. Um... Getting... <laughs> Getting there. I'm alive. Alive. That's the main thing. That's all you can ask for. Uh, we're recording a little later than usual. It is Sunday, the 17th of October. So with it being a little later, it means we've got any of those little news bits that tend to trickle in on the Saturday after we've recorded. Uh, we'll start, as always, with WWE and NXT. Uh, just before we do that, if you want to give us a shout on our social media, on Twitter or Discord, that is at Untitled Rest Pod. And you can ask any questions on there or interject on any of the news points that we bring up. So give us a shout. Feel free to do so. Uh, yeah. WWE NXT news. Uh, starting off with Matt Men's Andrew Zarian, friend of the podcast. He said that The Rock will no longer be appearing at Survivor Series 2021. Furthermore, people in the know are adamant that Roman Reigns versus The Rock should not take place at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas next year, and instead needs to be booked at WrestleMania 39 in Las Vegas. That's where the focus currently is internally in WWE. I mean, it makes sense. But there's no yeah. harm in sowing the seeds for that early on. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That like, I mean, obviously the Rock's a bit busy because he's got Black Adam coming out sooner, hasn't he? He's too busy doing rap songs, Tech Nine. Yeah, and that too. You know, <laughs> any, anything but wrestling, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Presidential career and all that. Um, yes. <laughs> it's not even my country, but you know, I still have to say it. I don't know, did you see what he said? He was like, oh, yeah, I don't know anything about policy. He's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's not good doing. You can't even know, <laughs> can't even know these things, pal. I mean, Donald Trump didn't know an awful lot about politics and, you know, look where they were that's, for a few years. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the whole different kind of worms. Yeah. We won't get into that. It's not political. Um, I asked Chris Blair about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Recently. Yes, um, I've seen. But, yeah, it, it seems weird that they wouldn't, Kind of well, I mean, I guess they just do Survivor Series next year instead. But I don't know, like it, they did the same with Rock versus Cena, didn't they? Like they planted the seeds and built that for like an entire year before it happened. They announced it, like yeah. literally year to the day. Really? Yep. But yeah. They had the roar after Mania, the Rock challenge Cena. Yeah. And they just they were like, "Oh, we're gonna build this for a year," and it's like, it's not really, is it? The Rock just keeps showing up and then doing things. <laughs> Doing things. Um, when we get that, and I'm sure we will get it, it's going to be fucking banging. I don't think if that's happening at WrestleMania 39, there's no way Roman's still champion by then. Why not? He's not holding it that long. Come on. He might. No. It, they've got Roman in the position where he's like the final boss of WWE. Mm. And when they have like a, a heel champion like that, they want to like, they want to have them holding that belt for as long as possible. Look at Brock, he held it for like fucking ages. It's true. It's true. Even like forever. Um, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't be against him holding it, I guess, until then. But 
that match, I know that we've said it before, I think, when the kind of murmurings of this came about a while ago, if and when that match happens, and I'm sure it will, there doesn't need to be a title involved, does there, really? No. But that being said, also, the longer Roman holds that belt, when he does eventually lose it to someone, that, that instantly makes whoever he loses it to. Yeah. Unless, unless it's The Rock, and then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, if they give it to The Rock and then he just retires it, I'd be sort of happy with that because then we just go back to one championship. Yeah, they're not going to do that, mate. Come no, on. of course they're not. Of course they're not. Come on, mate. Or he rebrands where, it the People's where, Championship. Where, where's the merchandise money in that, Troy? Come on. <laughs> it will be if he rebrands it the People's Championship, the most electrifying title in all of entertainment. Don't know. Have you seen the custom belt he was meant to get? Yeah. Rush. It's, it's not good. Hot, hot garbage. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Tom Clark said. That's right. Um, <laughs> moving on, friend of the podcast, Andrew Zarian, also said there were several reasons why WWE released Bray Wyatt in addition to the financial aspect cited by the company. Zarian followed up by saying Bray was being difficult. He had some performance issues in the ring and also had some weight, weight issues. Why do people lie? I mean, Bray looked like he'd lost a shit Bray, on a weight. That's what I mean. Bray lost loads of weight. So Unless that's unless that's why, like because he lost so much weight that he, he was bordering on being unrecognisable. <laughs> they wanted him to stay looking like Huskers. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. This has only come out since his fucking no-compete clause is finished. It's not finished, yeah. I thought it had. I thought it was 90-day mm-hmm. compete. Huh? Two weeks left. Oh, two weeks. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was up this week for some reason. 29th of October. Oh, okay. Oh, let's have... Give me Cult of Wyndham... <laughs> Against Malachi Black at AEW at Halloween in a fucking spooky right. bobbing for apples match. He's he's well fucking showing up in AEW at uh, full gear, isn't he? Yeah, it's like slithering through the forbidden door. Fucking best dude. Uh, I don't, don't know. Stay this granddad, that's what we want. <laughs> this feels, I don't know. This feels like it's almost like a sort of clutching at straws, but like a. Well, there's been a lot of stuff they've said in in regards to him being difficult. There's been a lot of stuff they, they've said about him, like obviously being a bit more protective over the character and his creative direction and wanting a bit more control over that because he didn't like where the company was going with it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's being difficult. To, like, it's difficult if you're the boss and they're not going with yeah, what you want to do. But but, that, but it's Vince McMahon. That's the spin they put on it. Mm. And like... Difficult could be saying, nah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And Vince being like, oh, well, it's, it's my company, pal. Mm. I, I own you. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah, like that That could be the difficult thing. As far as performance issues in the ring, I mean, he's only wrestled one match this year. That was at Mania. And he didn't look bad there. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to do. It was fairly mm. short, but I don't know. I don't know. Unless you're working there, you never know the ins and outs of these things. But I don't know. It just seems a bit shitty to come out with. Oh, it was difficult to work. Is, Wait, like, just... Is Talk is Jericho podcast going to be fucking mental? Oh, I cannot it? wait for that. That's going to that's gonna be up there with, like, the Mox one, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. Moving on. Uh, according to Wrestling Observer Radio's Dave Meltzer, WWE 
is, and I quote, far more than just aware that they have a problem with so many 40-plus-year-old wrestlers being on the main roster. One of the reasons NXT 2.0 has changed so much is because WWE is not in denial about the need to get wrestlers in their 20s ready for Raw and SmackDown. Better late than never, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, they've literally, like, they're saying this, but then they've literally, like, had guys like Goldberg fucking beat younger talent. They've had guys like Brock come back and beat younger talent. Hmm. They've, they've had guys who've been ready to be on the on top, like Biggie and Bobby Lashley waiting till Bobby Lashley's in his forties, Biggie's in his thirties, mid thirties, yeah, yeah. But still, it's like hmm. you could have you could have literally pulled the trigger on Biggie five years ago, yeah, like. They're going to pull the trigger on Lashley as soon as he came back to WWE, what, three, four they years ago? They could have done it before he left. But, I mean, there's that as well. They had, him, they had him ready, like primed and ready before he mm. left. And then for whatever reason, he just dropped him lower and lower down the card. And then he did leave and then came back. But, yeah, when he came back, they could instead of booking him in, like, Lashley's sisters. Christ, that was absolutely dreadful. I'd almost erase that from my memory. Thanks, pal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, the, it's good they're doing, they are like making a progressive step. But as I say, there's guys, even, even guys who haven't held the belt, like Sami Zayn, mm. who's pushing 40 now, I think, or he's, he's in his like, late 30s. He could have been like a world champion multiple times. Yeah. yeah Cesaro yeah. is the prime example, isn't he? Sami Zayn's 37. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I think Cesaro, Cesaro is probably a similar agent. Yeah, like you say, prime Cesaro, Cesaro's in his 40s. Yeah. They could have pulled the trigger on him 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. People wanted it. They made him a Paul Heyman guy. Could have done it then. But, you know, who might tell WWE to run the company? What would I know? I'm just a fan. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, um, Fightful have mentioned WWE made the decision to cancel December's pay-per-view Um event well over a month ago, the TLC one. Um, the originally scheduled December event likely fell too close on the calendar to the day one pay-per-view, which happens to be spearheaded by headed by Nick Khan. Shouldn't have put it on a city date then, should you? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, thought TLC was pretty much a... Well, it is. It was a staple, wasn't it? Pay-per-view. It wasn't a big four one, but it was a guaranteed one every year. It was, but it's always like a one-match card, isn't it? Hmm... It's never, there's never like any like big ramifications. No, it's always like one match card, and then it's like, oh, all right. What it's worries just... me is this day one pay per view spearheaded by Nick Khan. This is the same guy that said he wouldn't mind Raw being about six hours. Yeah, that's <sighs> it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Interesting's a word, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be As an MJ. experience. As MJF said, one of the top two cons in wrestling. Um, <laughs> well, let's 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 see where, where he ends up. I've got a feeling it'll be number two. <laughs> Next up, uh, wrestlingnews.co heard the reason why Cameron Grimes hasn't been called up to the main roster is because Vince McMahon wanted to change the presentation of his character. Why would you change anything about Cameron Grimes, Vince? surely like and i know it's probably the accent plays a big part in it but his actual character 
surely that's right up Vince's alley. It's silly. It's hokey. It's over the top. Like, like I don't understand. You've got people on the main roster that are doing like he's got our truth on there. That's been doing the same gimmick for years. Mm. Comedy I, nonsense. I don't You've got Cameron Grimes doing comedy nonsense, but actually is really capable in the ring. Why would you want to change anything about that? It's mental. Just Vince reasons, mate. Dear, oh dear. Just, I mean, who knows? It might work, but at the same time, I feel like Cameron Grimes has kind of got him, like, got his character down. Yeah. And, like, he's over. He throws himself into everything they give him. Mm-hmm. So why would you? I mean, I suppose maybe that's why they want to change because they know he's going to give it his all. But if it ain't broke, exactly. Um. Speaking of sassy Southern Bells, uh, Lacey Evans has announced on Instagram. Sorry, which... Did you just say Cameron Grimes is a sassy Southern Bell? Yeah, yeah he's with Southern, isn't he? <laughs> Amazing. And he's uh, sassy. That's his new gimmick if he comes up, isn't it? Uh, Cameron yeah, Grimes, gonna... the sa- sassy he's, Southern boy. He's literally going to come back as Lacey Evans. <laughs> um, Lacey Evans announced on Instagram that she's given birth to a baby girl. Uh, Lovely. Yesterday. Congrats. Bloody good stuff. Lovely to hear. Mm. Moving on. During a virtual signing for K&S WrestleFest, known blurt Jerry Lawler said that calling one of Akira Tozawa's moves a, quote, ramen noodle moonsault on on television last April is probably why he's not on Raw right now. Good. Fucking donkey. Absolute donkey. Is his reasoning behind it as well is like, oh, shut up. Where he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know the names of these moves, so I just made one up. It's like, why do you just call it a moonsault? Yeah. Not even a fucking moonsault. It was a corkscrew center. Twat. Known yeah. twat. Out of touch. Fucking. That, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like with WWE, they've got like all these like people who are like from a different generation, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, they every now and again, like Jerry Lawler, say problematic shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, let's put out a fire. <laughs> at least at least JR's fucking raining his neck in nowadays. He's like, mm. he's just gone back to being quite a good commentator again. Yeah, yeah. Gets na- gets people's names wrong every now and again, but he doesn't. You can accept that. There's a difference between getting someone's name wrong and just being a fucking racist. It doesn't make racial like- slurs, just... For reasons. Yeah. Pillock. Pillock, yeah. pillock, pillock. Anyway. <laughs> um, moving on, Voices of Wrestling tweeted that WWE is leaking Rampage's overnight ratings to media outlets. The overnights are lower than the final numbers that come out on Mondays. Um, this is some fucking Monday Night War shit, isn't it? What well, are they going to do next? Start announcing the results of like pre-taped events? Well, they pre-taped Rampage for next Friday, last night, so... Tino Sabatelli's there with a notepad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, considering they say they don't consider them competition, acting awfully like the competition. <laughs> Doing an awful lot of work like they are competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is weird. Like, it really is just... They, just there was some... Fucking petty. It's like um, when... They did the Nick Gage Jericho match and they had the fucking pizza cutter thing. Yeah. And like the Domino's advert. 
and the um there was an article by I can't remember who it was now. It was by it was by a sports website, but basically WWE have like paid them to run like promotional pieces for them before, right? And they basically did this like a smear case on AW, a smear article on AW, like saying Domino should pull as like the sponsor of that wow. show because of this. And it's just like you keep saying you don't consider them competition, but you you're doing an awful lot to try and like fuck with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you don't care about them, why so and, much effort to fuck them over? And here's the thing, is the mad thing about it. It would be better if they did consider them competition. Yeah. Because then they might actually put a product worth a bugger out. Light a fire up their ass and actually put yeah. something out worth watching every week. Yeah. Nonsense. Absolutely speaking not. of Speaking of nonsense... Uh, Sports Gamers Online says that recent WWE releases this year have ruined the DLC plans for the upcoming 2K22 game. Uh, one of those in particular, uh, I saw was the Bronson Reed one. It was meant to be the, the cover star of one of the DLC packs. Which is mad to me that he wouldn't just be in the game. In the game anyway, yeah. Because they include what? NXT guys and gals in there. Why would he not just be one of the standard ones? And also because he was like holding the North American title at the time. Exactly. Um, what one thing that um did, that was quite good that did come of this um is they said instead of DLC they're probably going to go down the route of just like having live updates on the game so oh okay they'll they'll be adding like free roster updates to the game like kind of like FIFA do and when like the January like squad update yeah up. yeah so that, there's oh, that okay that's cool no more paying for it. Which is what they should have fucking just done. Should have done like, in the first place. Instead yeah. of charging people literally for character skins. Yeah. Instead of instead of like having like an annual game and rushing it out and having it come out broken, mm. just bring out the game. I'd give it like a, I don't know, three to five year plan. Yeah. Give it a roadmap like a, like a AAA title would. And then just release regular content updates. Yeah, like they do with FIFA. Like FIFA, I know they release a new one every year, but essentially it's the same game, just reskinned. They don't really change much to do with the engine. Like they've never broken FIFA. Like yeah, there's been some that have been a little bit like, nah, nah, but they've they're like they've not released one that's been catastrophically terrible. Like two K twenty one was. FIFA twenty was a fucking tire back. I don't remember twenty. Was that the one that had Ronaldo on the front? Was that the one uh, um, after? No, two K to. But then hasn't. The oh, one, okay. the one where you couldn't header. Well, you couldn't actually header. What do you mean? You, you, you couldn't talk, you couldn't aim headers. Oh, I see. So they they broken the header the heading mechanic on it. Don't worry about that. No one scores off a header anyway. I I used to score off headers and then they you? broke. You didn't yeah. when I beat you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but I I think they should just stick with a fucking. A base game, like work to perfect a base game and then just release updates for it. Don't try and rejuvenate, like redo it every year. Just uh, make yeah. exciting content for it and upgrades every year. And well, you can charge is, people for that because they'll buy it if they know it's good. The, the thing is as well, is that they could have literally done that with 2K19. Yeah. Instead of trying to change it all and fucking mess around with it and break the fucker. Hmm. Um, also, back like, Back in the day, 
when they used to like when it, it wasn't like an annual release like they they bring out like the game like what every like two or three years yeah so it'd be like just just bring it and then like three years later we got shut your mouth and then two years later we got here comes, here the, comes pain. the pain yeah yeah and you know, everyone's like Day of Reckoning as well, and like WrestleMania. Yeah. I can't remember as I've got it with the GameCube, but yeah, yeah. Raw the Raw games on the Xbox, they just bring them out on like different consoles. Obviously, that's not a viable option now because they want it on all the consoles. But hmm. still, you don't have to do one every single year. Don't need to do one every year. Just yeah. li- literally just fucking drop one like two or three years apart, hmm. and. It'll probably perform better than <laughs> last year's twenty. Yeah, two K twenty. That's not twenty one because I didn't release twenty one. That was it. Yeah. Um. This is kind of a two pronged one, so I'm going to put them together. Mm-hmm. Um. Liv Morgan was originally planned to beat Carmella in the Queen's Crown tournament, according to Fightful Select. Plans were changed last minute, and um, Fightful also noted that there is significant frustration from talent and staff about the booking of the women's division lately. Lately. Um, I mean, John Laren- John Laryngitis has uh, took over the fucking women's division, hasn't he? And can, can you tell? It, it's abundantly <laughs> clear because it's gone back to when he was running it last time. Um, like it was the Divas division. Yeah, I'm 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 surprised he hasn't fucking pitched bikini contest yet. I'll be honest with you. Um, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, literally the queens. The uh, Queen's Crown tournaments, they released a thing of like how long all of the matches were. Oh my God, I saw this. It was like across all four, I think it was 15 minutes for the four of them. If that, if that, that. I don't think it was any more. It was a little over 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. Because this is the the annoying thing about it. It's something that people have been clamoring for for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even even the fact like the YouTube channels trying to big it up by like putting um my young classic matches on the YouTube channel and it's yeah. like well that's fine though but the one problem you've got there is if you're putting like twenty minute women's matches and going look we're doing this at the same time now and then you've got like a two minute match where it's just yeah. Shayna Baszler stamping Dana Brooke to death people it's... just go back and rewatch the fucking May Young Classic rather than this nonsense. But the, the thing is, they've got the talent there to be able to do something really compelling, but they just don't give them time. Mm. It's ridiculous. I don't understand why. Specifically to that point of Liv Morgan against Carmella, Liv Morgan's never going to catch a break there, is she? Just let her go. Let her I go. Mean, let her join AW. I, let her come I, out I and surprise. Let her come out and surprise <laughs> Ruby Soho. Like a genuine surprise. Don't even tell her she's there. I want to see the look yeah. on her face. Yeah, Gianna Daddio is all these. Love it. Yeah. Uh, make it happen. Um, penultimate bit of WWE AEW news. Uh, head of the table, Roman Reigns, is reportedly the top merchandise seller among heels in WWE history. A source told WrestlingNews.co that Roman Reigns' merchandise sales are approaching John Cena levels which is seen as particularly impressive since Cena was a baby face. That is impressive. It is. Ro- Roman's got the whole like cool heel thing down though, hasn't he? Yeah. And yeah, also the other thing is that he's got a new fucking t-shirt every week. And that. He, and they're even, all fucking good. Yeah, even, even to the point where he'll just like 
just swap the color palette on it sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I brought this one out. It's black, but I've also got a white one. That's what I do. Why don't you get both? <laughs> um, but yeah, even that, like, though, like, he's one of the only like merch sellers who have like white t-shirts, yeah. so it makes it stand out. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when The Rock dropped that, um, like white just bring a chair when he came yeah. back in 2001, and everyone was losing the shit over. And it's like that he knows what they know what to do with it, but mm-hmm. and obviously just by the fact that I've just compared compared Romans to the Rock, they they obviously know what to do with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He's as I say, he's got a new a new shirt that looks good every week. Mm. Not all of them look good. Like the smash and stack them one looks terrible. Um, <laughs> but, Everything else yeah. though, don't worry about that one. Yeah, Stanley's getting acknowledge me one. Just, I mean. to, just to remind you. Remind um, you, behave. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> moving on. WWE was planning to uh, split AJ Styles and Omos up in the draft until WrestleVotes uh, says that people of power, including a main raw talent, Randy Orton, spoke up and expressed thoughts on how Omos isn't ready for singles action yet. Um, or AJ. Could have been AJ to be fair who said it, but could have been. I think just because Orton's had like a few matches with Omos, I think maybe he's like the one who's like gone, nah, don't do you. Yeah. I think this is good though. Like Omos is a guy they clearly got like high expectations for, and yeah, they clearly want and he, he does have like presence. He's he's got like charisma, he's he's someone I could quite easily see being like their next like big show. Mm. Giant round the top of the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not a world champion, but he's there. Good foil. Kind of, yeah, he's there. He's there for like a, a baby face champion to face, essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just don't turn him here, left, right, and center. Um, <laughs> also, but, don't turn him into like the Nigerian playboy, like they did with the car, great Carly, and had him as the Punjabi playboy. Wouldn't necessarily be against that, to be fair. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, that thing. I think it's a smart decision to make. Like he's, as I say, he's clearly got a really good upside. He just needs a bit more time to sort of yeah. like fine tune it, fine tune it, hone it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we talk some AEW? Let's let's. I'm gonna crack open, crack open another beer because. Fuck it, Sunday fun day, isn't it? Um, so, uh, this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter has a report on the perception of AEW backstage at WWE. Apparently, there's a feeling um, that Tony Khan has overspent to get the success his company has had thus far, which is unfair to WWE because they have to make money. Dave Meltzer's sources also say people have told Vince McMahon we beat Ted Turner and Ted Turner is smarter than Tony Khan. Those types of comments are said to be prevalent within WWE. What an absolute crock of shit. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Let's, let's break this down, shall we? So overspent to get success. Absolutely not. He's built a fantastic roster. Yeah. Um, and like he, just, just by the fact that he did the Arthur Ashe show and it sold out. Mm-hmm. They, they've they're not overspent. They've 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 been building that company really well. Um, 
before they brought in those big names like Brian, Punk, uh, Mark Henry, Torpaul, yeah. like before that, which obviously is, you know, within the last six months or so, before that, they were doing more than well enough as, as of establishing, uh, sorry, and Sting as well, um, of establishing their own homegrown talent. Yeah. More than, and, more than good enough. And they only really spent big money on bringing in Cody and the Elite and Jericho. Yeah. Other than that, everyone else was like kind of on like different deals. Um, and yeah, I, I think personally they've, they've done a fantastic job of like establishing themselves. Yeah. Um, as to the, it's unfair to WWE because they have to make money again. What an absolute crock of shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Like Tony Khan's family are fucking loaded. They're worth like, I think their net worth's like double Vince's. Really? Or something like that. It, 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 the Khan family are fucking loaded. Like they, they're one of the richest families in the world. I, I get I get why they're saying with that, but at the same time, WWE is a fucking massive corporation, publicly traded company. Where like they literally turned over a fucking four billion dollar profit or something like that, didn't they? Khan, uh, is it Shahid Khan? That's Shahid Khan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a net worth of eight point five billion. Yeah, so that's double Vince. Hmm. Vince is four. So. That's it's still a crock of shit though. Like, yeah. Oh, we had to make money. Four billion. Four billion. Come on, dickhead. You could have a uh, million and not have to make money. Calm down, love. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd want 0.1% of what that what Vince is fucking wear, and I could live comfortably on it. Yeah. Never have to work a day in my life. So saying all that, that's a load of shit. They get they get fucking they get fucking handouts from like the Saudi Arabian go government every time they or Saudi Arabian royal family every time they go over there to fucking mm. squash your future talent by giving feeding them to Goldberg don't give me that shit um, and as for the Ted Turner comment, comments like come on come on really that's, just, that's petty that's, that's Vince, nonsense that's Vince living in the past it's also like it again it's I, I I refer back to this a lot but it's because it's eerily come true the pipe bomb promo that Punk made yeah, been surrounding himself with yes men mm-hmm. to tell him what he wants to hear, and this is literally that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, AW on competition. Oh, we beat Ted Turner. We'll beat Tony Khan. Tony Khan isn't the smartest Ted Turner, you know. <laughs> it, 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 this this boiled my piss when I read this um, the other day. I was like, "Are you fucking messing? Really? Like, just just acknowledge the competition because then it'll fucking." motivate Vince mm-hmm. and everyone wins Jesus it's wet. mad it's proper mad yeah this it's upsetting but oh well um, moving on um, a photo of Tony Khan from a recent Jacksonville Jaguars game posted to Square Circle on Reddit shows him carrying what appears to be a draft of the full gear card in addition to Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega which he has since announced um, some of the matches listed there were Brian versus Mox Punk versus Wardlow. Um, Cody versus Black 3 was there as well, um, which I think got announced last night, um, if I remember rightly. There was a Lucha Bros match there, but didn't say who else. Uh, Young Bucks mm. versus Jurassic Express was on there. 
Um, oh shit, there was another match that was like, oh, that looks good. I can't remember. But yeah, uh, um, Tony, Tony's since like come out and been like, oh, you know, I was just doodling on my pad, just writing down ideas. Don't don't take it all to heart. A lot of it seems to be going that way. But I mean, a lot of it makes sense as well. Yeah, the one that really oh MJF Derby was the other one. Um, okay, with the start of season. Um, the one that really intrigued me there is CM Punk versus Wardlow because mm. it's it adds to Punk kind of like being this journeyman wrestler who's like wrestling all the young and up, up and coming talent and elevating them. Yeah, yeah. And I think Wardlow is like one of the first guys he's faced who you could feasibly see beating Punk. Yeah, like. The only other, the only other person really that he's faced who I was thought I wouldn't be surprised if beaten was Hobbs. Hobbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they did a really good job of making Hobbs feel like a big deal. So it kind of it it wasn't a terrible thing that he didn't win, mm. especially because it seems like the the building of Punk first starts down the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And Hobbs can then cost Punk against Starks, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I'm really excited for the show anyway. It's it's Hangman's time, isn't it? Absolutely. And Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Obviously, we've seen Daniel Bryan versus Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. But they're two very different. Very characters. different characters now. The fact that Brian Danielson referred to his time in WWE as wrestling a parody style of wrestling. You know. Because he wasn't allowed to do half the shit that he does when he was actually being Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. It's and and he's still he was still fucking phenomenal at it. Mm-hmm. Lest we forget. Like that <laughs> that's in, that's incredible. Like I can't wait to see him and Mox kick the shit out of each other. Yeah man. Just <laughs> mad at each other. Uh next up during his interview with Barstool's Robbie Fox uh, Tony Khan said he's been talking to Warner Media about a streaming home for AEW's library. That'd be pretty fucking cool. HBO Max. Yeah, that's what I reckon from that. That's yeah, what... I forget that TNT is like owned by Warner. Mm. So, like, did you see him? Um, obviously, it was DC Fandom, wasn't it, over the weekend? Did you yeah, see yeah, the, yeah. The art they brought out the. Uh, they got like DC artists to do like six comic book covers of AEW wrestlers. Oh, no way. Really cool. Um, and like it's it's cool to see them kind of do these sort of things right away, hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Do we think that John Cena is gonna show up in AEW to promote Peacemaker? <laughs> do we think that's gonna I don't oh mate, fuck it out. Can you imagine is, is Dwayne gonna show up to promote Black Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm chilling in the crowd. <laughs> um, Thing is, they've got what they've now got a couple of years worth of content. Now, well, if they had a library there, would that include any associates? So, so, for example, Excalibur being part of it, would we get PWG stuff on there? That'd be cool if they did. Yeah, man. Especially because I pay for uh, what's it called, High Spots Network, where it's got all the PWG stuff. Hmm. <laughs> um. It, it's interesting that because the, the reason like PWG don't have a streaming service is because they're using talent who are under contract who can't appear on like televised products live. Okay. So that's why like they have like they're 
their business plan so dated because they release shit on DVD because or Blu-ray now because hmm. they can get around the sort of legal red tape of going of going, oh yeah, well, this guy's like locked into a deal where he can't appear for another promotion that's bit like streaming live because yeah, of his yeah. Whereas they can go, oh yeah, well, we're actually not streaming this live, so it's not an issue. I see. So uh, okay. it would it would be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised either if like if because Excalibur's part of um AW's like uh oh fuck what's it called? Not human resources, but it's something similar. Like talent development almost. Okay, like, like he, he he um a lot of like when you see him wrestlers doing commentary, they're basically like Shadow and Excalibur. Like when they had the go go and um Rick right. Stark and they they're basically Shadow and Excalibur to laying off him. Oh so I see, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's been a conversation where it's like can we use PWG for like a way to kind of like get guys we want to mm-hmm. bring into the company for dark, like as, as like sort of like a, a showcase before we bring them in. Um, oh, I see. Lee Moriarty, who we're going to talk about shortly, um, is a prime example of that where he'd worked a few PWG shows since they've been back. And he worked both since they've been back. And um, from that, um, he managed to get onto uh, dark and then eventually appear for AW um, yeah. properly. Uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely intriguing what they're going to do. The, the main thing that they've said is, as like the selling point is that um, they obviously that their house always wins the, the house show. Mm-hmm. They said that's going to be on there um, which they've never shown anywhere before. Okay. And you assume any other house shows they do mm-hmm. in the future would be on there which is very cool because it's not like it, it, it wasn't like a WWE house show where it's like, oh, yeah, this is all this time. We want to kind of get a bit more, like, miles under the belt. Yeah. And um, we want to, like, like basically WWE used, like, a house show. It was like a test audience, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It was like, we want to make a special show for people who are coming to this show. Mm-hmm. I suppose you speaking like that. Thing. Yeah. You'd imagine that uh, Dark, Dark Elevation to go on there as well. Maybe even BTE stuff as well. Yeah, it's it's it sounded like it was going to be obviously all the episodes of Dynamite, all the episodes of Rampage, Dark Dark Elevation, um, the that'd be the women's tournament he did, mm-hmm. um, BTE, um, as I said, the house show and the pay per views as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then they probably do like some more like content that they just make exclusively for some gaming stuff they've obviously got AEW games I know they're putting a lot of their like they've had a FIFA tournament between some of the roster that have been putting up on YouTube kind of treat like like they're up up downs down stuff they've been um, doing some back for blood as well have they now Chuck Taylor and Evil Uno did a little uh, playthrough of back for blood nice little cool little easter egg I found out because of that oh yeah with the jukebox oh okay depending on the difficulty um, the song's different. Ah. Because they were playing on a harder difficulty with, than we were. It was a completely different song. Oh, sweet. So like, oh. That's pretty that's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, while we're talking about people um, tied to the Dark Order, let's talk about something. Ve- this was the coolest thing I've seen all week. Yeah. 
Um, Cody Rhodes announced on Twitter that Amanda Huber is all elite. Uh, he said, great day. Well, please welcome Amanda Huber to the community outreach team. T- Tony Khan has placed her on the best team as we approach each community AEW performs in and make strides to do good when the cameras are on and more importantly, when they're off. Welcome, Amanda. Awesome, um, awesome, awesome news. Yeah, and she said this was like a dream opportunity for her. It's something she really wanted to do. Um, obviously, since uh, Brody's passing, she's been doing like a lot of um, like work with communities and a lot of charity work as well. Mm. Um, and they, this is cool that AW are kind of giving her a platform to be able to do more stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Lovely stuff. Uh, and finally, AW News uh, ended on a high. AEW announced the signing of Lee Moriarty after his match this past week with Bobby Fish on Rampage. Fucking brilliant. Lee Moriarty's excellent. He is. Yes, he is. Bobby Fish kicked the living shit out of each other. It was a wonderful match. (laughs) Um, Also, it means we're going to get a more high-profile Lee Moriarty versus Daniel Garcia match, which if anyone hasn't seen their stuff on the indies, go, go, go check it out. Yeah. Daniel Garcia literally compared him and Lee Moriarty to like Batman and Joker. Damn. Like, say, we're, we're destined to fight each, each, each other, other forever. Forever. Yeah. Like Sami um, Zayn and KO. Yes. Um, yeah, there was a, they had, they had a match on Dark a few weeks back. It wasn't that long, but it was just really fun. Um, and there was a, the spot that stuck with me was Lee Moriarty reversed a heel hook into a double stomp, which was just like, Fluid. It was like, how the fuck have you done that? Damn. Um, also on PWG's Mystery Vortex show, apparently he had a match of the year contender with um, Jonathan Gresham. So, oh, and Jonathan Gresham said that he thinks Lee Moriarty is one of the best like technical wrestlers coming over the Co- so, coming from Jonathan Gresham. Coming, <laughs> yeah, coming from arguably one of, if not the best technical wrestlers on the planet. Mm. Um. Which reminds me, book Jonathan Gresham versus Dan- uh, Brian Daniels. Cowards. Do um, it. Do it now. And also, Lee Moriarty versus Brian Danielson. Give us that yeah. as well. Yeah. Just, just, wow. Well, just, we'll get that soon by the sounds of it. Yeah. Just have Brian Danielson work his way through like all these like dream matches, please. Mm. Um, but yeah, coming, coming from a guy like that, that's some high praise. Yeah. Good shit. Also, he designed some of Dan Housen's shirt. So he's a, you know, he's a good egg. Good egg. Top. Yeah. Top lad. Congrats to Lee Moriarty, the king mm-hmm. of tag. Rest of the world, mate. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Son's crying. Um, <laughs> a fi- oh, God. This one as well. Fucking hell. <laughs> a Fightful report on WoW's relaunch mentions there were numerous accusations of Tessa Blanchard bullying people within WoW. Uh, this would seem to be in addition to the allegations that went public about Tessa in early 2020 that she's denied. According to Fightful, Wow made a pitch for La Rosa Negra to work for the promotion and appear on screen with Tessa Blanchard. La Rosa Negra was said to be insulted by the offer for con- for context. Um, Blanchard had, been, had previously been accused of bullying and directing a racial slayer at La Rosa Negra, and Blanchard denies those allegations. Um, Christ. Classless, isn't it? This company like, feels fucking doomed before it's even kicked off. It's it's like it's it's like every time they do something cool, they, they just fuck it up for themselves. Like, mm-hmm. oh look, there's AJ Lee, uh, but there's Tessa Blanchard. 
<laughs> oh look, they've got a big TV de- deal, but they want to do an angle where it's like, look, Tessa's not racist. Jesus fucking, fucking hell. <laughs> um, I mean, the, I don't know what's worse. Like we were talking about this on Discord before. Like for me, the fact that La Rosa Negra has like said multiple times, I, I spoke to Tess, Tessa. Does we just decide to put it behind us? I mm. want to move forward from this and away from it. Yeah. The fact that they won't let her, mm-hmm. or the fact that they're trying to make a fucking angle out of it. Bullshit. Like, Nonsense. Like I mean, she, they did the same with the shirt, didn't they? Like they announced that Tessa Blanchard yeah. shirt just had nuclear on the front. Like she's nuclear. Why? Why? Just like oh yeah. Talk about I mean, shooting yourself in the fucking foot. The more decent thing to do there would have been for her to you know release a statement and say, look, this, I did this. This is it was wrong of me to do it. I apologize. I've apologized to all the parties involved. Blah mm. blah blah. Let's move forward. I'm, I'm a better person because of it. Um, because or because I've changed or whatever. Not 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 going. Let's make an angle out of the fact that I was racist to this girl. <laughs> Let let's make an angle that I was an asshole. Like, how how about just? It's, it's frustrating as well because it's like it seems like Tessa Blanchard's got a lot of control in this project. Mm. Like you, I'm pretty sure I read she was like the casting director. Of so all the people to have control in that company. Yeah. Um, And it, as I say, it's like every single time um, I feel like, oh yeah, like the, the, this could be cool to do something and go, but they're, they're really not doing the right things. They're, mm. they're really not going the right way about it. Yeah. Like they made a they made a big deal out of this, and like it sounded like a big deal. And then all the Tessa stuff's happened, and it's just like, yeah, but why would they want that? That's mm. a shame because they're probably going to have some really talented women on the roster. But there's always that there's, black cloud. I was going to say, there's that fucking black cloud over it like Galactus mm-hmm. fucking Fantastic Four film just a big <laughs> cloud there to ruin everything and make you think why would you turn Galactus into a cloud you fucking animals um, <laughs> but I digress it's just like just just come on come yeah, on just yeah. use your idea like uh, even, even WWE didn't fucking have Teddy go out and go Look at me, I'm not a racist. Like, fair enough, they put him on TV with Titus O'Neil. It was like, oh, yeah, well, we know what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't, they weren't as on the nose as going, look, everyone, Terry isn't racist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Look, everyone, Terry isn't racist anymore. (laughs) Oh, God. They didn't. They didn't have the Hulks to come out and fucking like drop a Klansman, did they? They just. They just fucking. <laughs> they, that's that's what's so infuriating about this. Like, why yeah. would you be that fucking on the nose about it as well? That you want to make a big angle out of it? Yeah. Dafties. <clears throat> come on. Anyway, moving on. Wrestling. 
<laughs> be better. Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer uh, wrote this week that New Japan is close to a new US television contract. It's not supposed to be a major deal, however, but the company realizes they need a TV presence in America if New Japan of America is going to grow. Because of course, they've got New Japan strong over there, haven't they? Yeah, um, so they show that on Roku at the moment, okay, which yeah. is a streaming platform that I don't know much about. No. Um, I think, isn't it a plug-in on Amazon Prime? Possibly. In- There's a few, isn't there? Like Stars is a plug-in mm-hmm. on there. I think Roku's another one. There's Eurosport, I think, is a plug-in on there. But then in America, I think it's like part of TV deals as well. Like right. TV package deals, right? Well, um, yeah, it's weird in New Japan because they were on Access, and then um, Anthem, who own Impact, bought Access TV, and right. then basically kicked all the other wrestling companies off it, so they could put TNA on it. Well, put Impact wow. on it, um, which is fair. They want to. They don't want any competition on the network, but they want people to watch their wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hit. It's hit impact in the past when they were on the same network as Ring of Honor and mm. Ring of Honor doing better numbers on them. So I understand why. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting to see where they land. Obviously, um, MLW got a really good deal with Vice, so that's not going to be Vice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wonder, like, it, it feels as though New Japan are really kind of like missing the boat on a lot of stuff at the moment. They are. And, it's weird because it's like they're still very good, but I've, I'm I've got less desire to watch it because mm. it's just not as good as it was. Yeah. Those that being said, strong fucking bang, and I do I do strong is strong. good. I've bits and pieces I've seen are strong. Yeah. Yeah. The battle in the valley show sounds like it's gonna be awesome. It's also mm. the same day as full gear. So. Oh shit. If I'm off work, I'll be watching both. Nice. Yes, boy. Um, <clears throat> moving on, GCW have announced the opening of the West Coast promotion, LA Fights. It'll be used as a place to showcase new talents and um, ba- basically just kind of, they're kind of like growing a bit of a network of ta- like a talent network. Mm-hmm. Um, they also bought uh, JCW Jersey Championship Wrestling um, and they have like as well as like their own like GCW guys there, they have like people they were sort of just like on the precipice of being about to do big things for okay. GCW. Um Decent. they also had Charlie Evans debut there the other day. So you know. Yes, Charlie Evans. Big love to that. <laughs> um that's pretty cool. Yeah, they they um they said in a statement that they want to provide an additional showcase for both the West Coast Rising Stars and Legends to compete on the GCW platform. And uh, they referred to it as like their home away from home. Big week for GCW. Like they also announced them um, they're doing a show in the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. Obviously, oh no way! Um, obviously, where ECW One Night Stand was. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking huge. That's yeah, man. GCW are like quickly becoming like ECW of like yeah. this shit. Like the the like, black sheep, like the the ugly the ugly step. Child or whatever mm. sort of thing of the yeah stepchild. Um, That's it. But e- even even like with that, like it's such a like it's such a great like smokes board of wrestling. Like bit of everything. 
yeah, like you've got the deathmatch stuff, which is kind of what like brought them to the dance a bit. But then mm. you've got guys like Jordan Oliver, who Aaron fucking loves, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, who's like just a really exciting wrestler. Yeah, and you've got yeah. you've like their opening match the um like last week was um Leo Rush versus Alex Zane versus uh, Ninja Mac, and it was just damn flippy, 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 flippy shit. <laughs> yeah, N- Ninja Mac's like the most flippiest boy I've ever seen, and he dresses like an actual ninja. Nice. So what's not to love about that? It flippy dippy. Love that. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Very that, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very exciting. Uh, moving on, Impact Wrestling have announced that the Inspiration, also known as and formerly known as the Iconics, will debut at Bound for Glory against the Impact Women's Tag Team Champions, Decay, and that match will be for the Tag Team Championships. They've got to win that, surely. I don't know. You think Decay are just going to murder them? <laughs> well, Decay are just, just murder demons, aren't they? They are, yeah. That's the whole gimmick because they're like the fucking undead demons. Yeah. And this is fucking awesome news. I'm so so we said I think what? numerous times that I could see them uh the inspiration in in impact. They're really mm. making waves with their women's tag division. This is fucking they, great news. They made the fucking right choice going there and not well, didn't they? they were <laughs> Yo, oh Jesus. Oh, oh boy. Um, yeah, this this is cool. Uh, it also allows um them to show up elsewhere, doesn't it? Um, obviously, Peyton Royce, um, what's her name, Cassie Dean now. Yeah. Her, her husband is Sean Spears, who was in AEW. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised that they uh, made a little cheeky appearance there. Yeah. Um, but it's good to have them back, isn't it? it really is. Great. They're so good. They're so Look, iconic. Good. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and also being able to see them with like the wheels off. Mm. Where they're like kind of allowed to do like because Peyton Royce would well Cassie Lee Peyton Royce felt like she was like on the verge of doing some really exciting work mm-hmm. as a single competitor. Yeah, yeah. As was Billy Kay, Jesse McKay as well, but uh, more so Cassie Lee. Um yeah. and obviously then she got released and it was like, what are you doing? Um mm. So it will be exciting to see what what she can kind of achieve outside WWE, where she's allowed to like actually wrestle, yeah, and not just be a punchline. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of punching, um, also <laughs> the <debut laughs> of what a segue <laughs> is Mayor the Granddad himself, Minoru Suzuki. It was announced that he'll be debuting at the next set, set of tapings uh, that Impact do. I'm not sure if that's going to be before or after Bound for Glory. I assume after, because I think Bound for Glory is on Saturday. Okay. Which makes me remember I need to order Bound for Glory. Um, <laughs> I hope we get Suzuki versus Josh Alexander. Just give me that. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Just have them murder each other for like 30 minutes. Oh, please. Yes. Just do some nasty shit to each other. Yeah. Um, it is, is like... Fuck the G1 tour is just amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is oh, you're gonna not put me in the G1? I'll Fine. do my own G1. Mm-hmm. You just go like having dream match after dream match. It's like, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's really cool. 
It's like when um, he when he got the call for the Brian Danielson match. I was reading about it. He was like, "Yeah, I was just, I was just in a coffee shop with Shinsuke Nakamura, and I got a call saying, can you get to Miami?'" I was like, "Yeah, okay." As if. Yeah, just went and did a murder on Brian Danielson. Wow. They're having a coffee with Nax. <laughs> king Nax. It's not King anymore. He relinquished his crown. No. Ah, fuck it. Giving it to Woods. <laughs> the true king. The, the real king. The, the, the yeah. true king. My king. I swear to God, if Jinder beats him on Raw this week, fuck that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be it. I'll be done. <laughs> that, that's that'll it. be my breaking that, points. That's if the Jinder, nail in the coffin. Jinder beats Woods in the final to stop him from getting to the final of King of the Ring. I can I can take Fergal beating him if Jinder beats him. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and finally, for the rest of the world news, ending on a high, although there's like that, yeah, the last few points have been have been pretty high but this is awesome someone we've been looking forward to seeing debut for many 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 months buddy matthews formerly known as buddy murphy announced on his twitter that he will be debuting with new japan pro wrestling at their battle in the valley event in november fuck yes give me buddy matthews versus jay white now (laughs) immediately also i hope he knees will osprey so hard he goes into the astral plane (laughs) um but most importantly, give me Buddy Matthews versus Jay White. Hey, White. Also, yeah. Buddy Matthews versus Tomohiro Ishii. Or oh. thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. Just, I just want to see him knee everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is great news. I'm um, yeah, genuinely made up, and it was it was a bit up and down all over the place as to where he could possibly end up. I don't think Japan was top of my list. I thought either Impact or AEW at a push. I, I think Japan Forum, it's easier because of visa issues. Oh, with Japan and Australia? Yeah. Rather than America, um, yeah. Well, then he's debuting for Strong, so maybe not. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got a feeling he's not going to be the only guy from down under that we see who's been released from WWE that's going to be showing up there soon. Yes. Um, but I, I'm, I'm waiting for that one. Sure, any day now. Any day now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can, what he's capable of again with like with the, the kind wheels of, off sort of thing, the, the shackles off, off. chains yeah. off. What he's what he's capable of doing because he was fucking exciting more than he when he was like. The best kept secret in 205. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That run was awesome. That few they had that. with Alistair Black as well. Yeah. The yeah. series of matches they had was tremendous. Mm. Um, he really is like such an underrated guy. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited to see what he can accomplish outside of WWE, where he's kind of got to like not make or break it, but he's kind of got to like just. Prove and prove to everyone how good he is. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And to do so. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. That wraps up this week's news episode. Thank you as always for joining us, tuning in, and listening to the ramblings of us uh, each and every week. We do appreciate it. If you want to get involved in the chat, whether that be on Twitter or Discord, 
find us at Untitled Rest Pod, and you can find us on all the usual social social media outlets: Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and as I mentioned, Twitch. Uh, sorry, Discord and Twitter, and also Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. We'll catch you guys next time. Look after yourselves. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>